Yep, all good. Welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben. It's episode 306, and I'm here with Lucy. Hello. Hello. I'm still here. Good. <laughs> I mean, didn't you open up with that in the last episode? Have you been here just continuously? You haven't moved from your chair for, like, yeah. weeks. Yes. <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs> um, Perfect. Let's... Open some beers and kick the episode off. Adol, you and I, we're twinning again. Um, if you've listened to our previous episode, you know that uh, we drank the Northern Monk Old Flax Store Project, uh, a Canadian double IPA, or a Canadian-themed double IPA. as a collaboration was a co- uh, yeah, with, with uh, Third, with Third Moon, Brewing Moon Brewing. And we have another beer. Built in Ontario. Yes, we have another beer from that project as well. But Lucy, mm. you've got a beer. As well. What are you going to drink? I am going to drink a beer from Daya and Beak. I am very excited to pick this up because I'm really loving Beak at the Mm. moment. I had a beer from them, I think over the weekend, from them and Verdant uh, called Teamwork. Work with a youth. And that was gorgeous, so... Yeah, this is Cosmic Control. It's a dipper and it's 8 point. No, just 8%. And nice. That's it. No. Well, it says full on juice with our good friends from Beak Brewery. But that's about it. Oh, man. Oh, full on, full on a day of beer mm. that already leads you in with full on juice. I mean, what <laughs> yes. is this? 2018? Yes. The amazing well, dipper if times. If only it still was simpler times, eh? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't doesn't tell you what hops are in it or anything like that. Just juice. There's wheat in it. And spelt. Nice. Hops and okay. Yeast. Cool. And Get I it cracked water. open. And Adol, yeah. you and I, we can open our uh, our new uh, old Flax store project. So it's SF no O F S zero six three. Uh, yeah, Canadian it's a breakfast. Um, coffee, maple, vanilla, brown sugar, imperial pancake stout. <laughs> uh, it's uh, got a, it's eleven percent ABV, and its hops slash adjuncts are coffee, maple syrup, vanilla, brown sugar, maple smoked malt. Which I love that it's clearly a template mm. because it's hops slash adjuncts, and then zero hops are mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and in contrast um, with the last tin, which was very like Canada tour location stamps, it's just a classic part of a maple leaf on a mm. in red on a white background. Is if you zoomed the fuck in on the Canadian flag, yeah, yep, which we love to do. Uh, it's uh, an 8, then an 11. It's been a while since... Uh, this is definitely... Ooh, Ben. Oh, oh nice. Would you like some beer with your head? A poor oh, pour. Oh, wow. But, I mean, uh, mine's been sitting, and uh, you can see... It's clearly very foamy. I just cracked it, and look at this. Dome of yeah, foam. Yeah, I mean, mine, mine was the same, so when I poured, it just burst. Burst out of the, the glass, almost. 
Uh, you can see it happening as, as I pour. Look, it's oh happening, it's God, happening. It's the same. Look, look. Welcome to the foam gnome. This is incredible. This might be the worst thing. Just drink it like that. Just drink that and do. Mmm, <laughs> foam. It's like a block of honeycomb just <laughs> plopped on top of it. And yours is, smells yours great. is like solid. At least mine's got some oh, bubbles yeah, yours looks in like it. an like... ant farm. Mine looks like, um... Like foam. sand. It looks Mine's like someone like, poured like, sand. This looks up. like you filled part of a wall and then <laughs> cut it. Like it looks like an actual foam. Like in the... <laughs> Oh, While these whilst these go down, uh, Lucy, we'll come back to you mm. for the day. Uh, and be- I didn't do amazing on my pour. <laughs> that's on me, not yours. You guys, I think that's the beer. Mm. But um, yeah, as soon as I crack the can, just getting that daya smell. You know, tropical fruits, sunshine, happiness. <laughs> All those daya flavors. Yeah. yeah, they they bottle happiness. Or can it? Well, can it? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, just just very fruity, just that um, unmistakable taste smell. To mm. be honest, if you've ever smelled one of their beers, just just massive amounts of fruit. But yeah, nice looking beer. It's quite light. Um, yellow. I, I'd say yeah, straw coloured. It's 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 it, it's opaque. It's just a block of yellow. Yeah. yeah nice. Well, it's about two finger. Very foamy and creamy whitehead. Mm. Mm. Even though it should just out the fridge, probably not the optimal temperature to be drinking it at. Probably needs warming up a bit, which um, I'll let it do because it is an eight percent beer. Mm. I'll be supping it over time. Um, you're still getting so much fruit. It doesn't matter that it's a bit cold. It's just, just oh, just heaps and heaps of fruit. Just carry over from that aroma. Into the flavour. Oh, this. I don't know what it is about Daya beers recently, but I'm not enjoying their lower strength beers, like their fives or six percent or something. Um, mm. I think I think I agree with Ben when he mentioned recently they have this kind of like slightly vegetal oniony taste to them. Mm. I much prefer their beers when they're just smacking me over the head with fruit. And that is like the the abundant flavour. And like the Big Hot Pillow is one of their recent beers I really enjoy. Um, one of my favourites from the last few years from them, certainly. And this, yeah, just the, just the you know, bigger ABV. I think they've just, yeah, you know, probably just thrown a lot more hops in there. Maybe Beak um, contributing as well, you know, may add to the fact that this is just, just like... I guess you can call it a juice bomb. It is just very fruity, very juicy. I don't even know if I can taste any bitterness on it. Just just a bit softer, perhaps, as well. Mmm. Mm. Yeah, nice little bit of hoppiness at the end there, but yeah, it is it is really soft. I mean you look at the head and it's just like, yeah, pillowy white and it's just like, yeah. That's the that's the mouthfeel as well. But um mm. Yeah, just so much fruit. Yeah, barely, barely any bitterness. It's a bit creeping in after a few seconds, but it's just fruit. It's it's Mr. Fruit and nothing else. Nice. It's like Pac-Man 
just yellow and full of fruit. <laughs> Before yeah. he's eating the ghosts, which obviously makes him better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Bit of Clyde. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's not really much else to say. It's 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 what I miss about Dale. I mean, it's got. Yeah, I think I think it's got a little bit of bitterness um, creeping in at the very end, mm. a bit of pineiness, but mainly just fruit. And yeah, it's a real joy. It's very creamy, nice texture, great, good. Bit. Nice, good, good. Uh, oh. Which are absolutely smashing back as well. Mm. <laughs> I should slow down. Yes, uh, um, our, our beers have um, have dissipated slightly. Yeah, I chose to just let it sit and not refill. I figured at least on my first taste, I could just. Um, um I really love th- that um, maple and vanilla sugar, brown sugar, is definitely on the nose. Yeah. Um, I'm not actually on the nose. I'm not smelling much of the coffee. This reminds me of kind of caramelized brown sugar versus caramelized sugar. Like you do have that mm. depth of the brown sugar just on yep. the nose. Um, but it also has a like a like a clean cleanliness to the nose. It's quite like curt that nose. Mm. That makes sense. Absolutely, I'd say that comes through in the flavour as well. Um, but it's interesting that you can kind of pick things out. You can you can you can pick out that sort of that brown sugar, something more like a demerara kind of uh, yeah. uh, sugar. You can pick out a little hint of vanilla. The coffee's a little bit lost. In, in the flavour, but it does peek through. But all of these flavours combined give this almost like licorice taste to it. It's like you can go like, oh yeah, there's that, there's that, there's that. But the, like, the overall kind of flavour, especially when you've had a sip oh. and it's sat with you for a little bit, it's yeah, kind it's the of a little bit, the finish is a little bit licorice Yeah, oh. it's there's this very light hint of sweet and aniseed. Mm. That gives you that li- licorice, but again, it's not like aniseed. Oof! It's not like no. what you have after like having a shot of sambuca. I just want to be clear because yes. when you said licorice, I'm like, what? And then I was like, oh, I see what he's saying. Yeah, it's it's like the tail end of the finish, still a bit sweet, and and it, it, but you just get this hint of aniseed, which is really strange. Mm. Um, mm. I, I mean, I personally don't mind aniseed, uh, no, but it is right. an odd thing because it's it doesn't show up i think in the foretaste at all no no it, and it, i wonder whether it's just a little bit of the vanilla kicking in with something else you know that combination uh, uh once it sort of hit the the your palate and adjusted you're like oh I, this is just kind of giving me a little bit of of, of kind of rather than each individual thing as we say we can pick out in the foretaste it's then that mm. combination sort of at the end of everything. I think I think it's the Yeah, I think it's the vanilla combined with there is a slight burntness mm. to the sort of brown sugar demerara flavors yep. Yep. that you don't notice what because again there's like brown sugar, there's vanilla and, and there's maple, right? Syrup, and that's a lot of sweet. Yes, and so the first taste. What I think is remarkable is the first taste isn't like sickly sweet, but it's just like ah yes, this is rich and it yeah, works very real rich. well Absolutely. with the malts. Mm. Um, and I'm actually most surprised at how the coffee is doing stuff, but in the background. Yeah, and it's only when, and I think that might be where some of that burnt is coming in. Um, but it's only when all of those things start to fade that there's this combination that gets this notion of aniseed. But again, it's 
very late in the curve. I'm mostly surprised at 11% and with all these sweet adjuncts that it it's not a sweet like it doesn't taste sickly sweet it's not like ah this is a really nice stouty stout which has just enough vanilla just enough brown sugar just enough maple to give you the taste of those without giving you like oh yes this is a sweet like this like this is despite all those things give me a milk stout it's going to be sweeter like the lactose even on a lightly lactose to milk stout is going to taste sweeter so even mm-hmm. though it says all these things i wouldn't be afraid of the sweetness of this beer yeah absolutely it's it's a very decadent beer yeah. uh it's very rich as we say it's very very sweet in there but there's a lot of stuff there's so much going on in this uh, uh sounds th- like i'd hate it <laughs> <laughs> I don't like licorice. I don't like anisey. Well, oh, but again, it's not a it's big not licorice flavour. It's, it's oh, just that end. right at the end, just that kind of aftertaste. Mm. And you can replenish. You can replenish with those initial flavours, you know, with with another sip, I, sort of thing. I also Fair want enough. to point okay. out that I didn't make that connection until Ben said it, and then I looked yeah. for it because I really yeah, want yeah. to emphasize how it's on the initial taste. How it's it and i like i think i'm with ben that this is a combination of things which gives a hint of that because mm. it's so far back there so like the fact that you have to look for it i don't it, i'm not saying it's not there but i'm saying i don't think if you even if you hated these flavors would this like hit you the wrong way because it's such yeah. a small and also like small in amount but also small in percentage of the overall taste like we're talking about it because it's interesting, but it's definitely not the main stuff. The main stuff is okay. that demerara, that maple, that vanilla. And like I said, what I really find inter- fascinating is how I can get those hits of all these very sweet flavors. But at no point do I feel like this is a sweet stout. Yeah. I think okay. that's the most interesting part okay, of the beer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sort of reminds me of like dessert in a can then. Yeah. It's like, okay, you can have maple, which I'm not a big fan of, or like, you know cookie dough I'm not a big fan of but it's like okay they're reserved enough and it's just just a little bit contributed to the overall taste and mm-hmm. it's not the overwhelming dominating flavor yeah absolutely I see. yeah it's a, it's a big old combination of lots of things going on and i think it's very easy to you know if you like that little bit of sugar if you like that little bit of vanilla if you do like a bit more of kind of a maple flavor you will pick mm-hmm. those out and you will start to taste that more you know you're, you're that that's what your mind will kind of focus in on i think there's so much going on in this that people will pick it up and they will everyone will get a slightly different flavor from it almost yeah. um which is really interesting that they can pack so much into this and it, it isn't a mess <laughs> essentially <laughs> it isn't like oh yeah fuck, exactly this is this is just just too much going on it doesn't it just doesn't yeah, mean anything yeah. um you can absolutely pick various bits out and that will change from person to person absolutely okay i'm gonna start a campaign where all stouts have um hazelnuts in Mm. i'm gonna start a campaign i don't know if i would like that i would i think (laughs) that's fair (laughs) i'm not denying you would that's it that's it We'll, we'll make we'll make the you know autumn and winter of 2022 the hazelnut stout year Yes, please. Yeah, that's the. I don't think anything is worse if it has hazelnuts in. Nothing. (laughs) I don't think anything can be worse. That's fair. That's fine. Only better. Good. Good. Um, Let's enjoy these beers, and we will launch into some games. 
and our topic for this week, which we haven't decided. It's a little bit flowing and will probably come out of what I'm going to discuss next. Uh, but if you listen to the last episode, you'll know that we had to come off of Twitch because I have previewed uh, a game uh, and I wasn't allowed to talk about it when we were recording. Had we have done it a day later, I think that would have been fine. But I've been playing a little bit of Submerged Hidden Depths uh, from Uppercut Games. Uh, It is a sequel to Submerged, which came out some time ago. ago, Um, Oh, I own that game. I mean, uh, probably a lot of people own that game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe five years, maybe 2017, maybe 2016, something like that. You also previewed that game, didn't you? No. I've no? talked I've talked about it on the podcast. Um, but you didn't I didn't preview it. I, I talked about it on the podcast. I think I got it through something like PS Plus. Or oh, I picked it up very, very cheap on a PlayStation sale at some point. I, I you definitely played the first one. Yes. Yes. I played the first one and enjoyed it, which is why I yeah, I yeah, which is why I said uh, when we had the offer uh, of previewing it that I said, Yes, absolutely. I'll I'll put some time in this. I really enjoyed the first one. Um for people who don't know yes, Submerged. 20... 2015. It was 2015. Yeah, I, wow. I got a code from it in 20, for it in 2015. Amazing. Um, wow. Seems like some time ago. A long, long time ago. Just looking on Steam, the 4th of August 2015 is when Submerged released. Since then, they've made City of Brass, another game yeah. that I reviewed, oh. but didn't enjoy that much in, in 2018. Um the hell was City of Brass? It was a first-person... Um, oh, this game. Like, yeah, Arabian-style, yeah. roguelike kind of game where you had to get lots of treasure and get to the end of a level. Um, it was it was okay. You know, a, a, a very solid game, you know, but not doing anything kind of new, yeah, really. I didn't, I didn't play yeah. it. Right. Um, but Submerged Hidden Depths is more submerged as you kind of would expect with a sequel right Uh, and submerged is a game where you are a young girl you go around on your boat around a set of uh kind of islands and and buildings that have poked up out of the sea and this is a sea which has a you know come about i would imagine through climate change because the sea level has risen a few meters and everything is kind of uh, you know the 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 earth is submerged. Um, so you're kind of experiencing everything on, you know, a, a, a kind of not even a first floor, a second floor kind of level, uh, um, going around these uh, buildings which are made of small lines. And submerged in depths is, is the same, essentially. Mm. You're going around on your boat. Um, it's another brother sister kind of experience, uh, um, but they are of a similar kind of age. It just so happens that the sister um, has touched this, uh, 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 like, toxic element which has inhabited the world, or at least the area in which you guys are kind of going around it. Um, uh, oh, is it different characters to the first it, game? So it, it? Uh, yes, it is different characters oh, to the first game. Even right. though the first game was a sister and a brother. Yeah. Um, I think, well, maybe it is the same 
couple. I thought it was the same. I thought but, it was the same. Maybe the brother had grown up or something. I mean, so if if it is the same, the brother's grown up a lot, and the sister uh-huh. has stayed the same age. Um, mm. So I think it's a different couple of characters yeah. who are okay. who just you know potentially inhabit the same world. Um, and it has a lot of the same sorts of things. So uh, the way it kind of tells its story is you, you pick up little, you find books in the environment and that will give you a box. And once you've got all four boxes, that will tell you a part of the story. Um, okay. You know, in very, the, the box pops up and the graphic on it is very simple kind of drawing. It's like and, hieroglyphs. Yeah. yeah. And that kind of mm. thing. And that kind of uh, comes through in in uh, in hidden depths as well. Um, and it's it's very similar. It's it's almost exactly the same as submerged. And I think that's from the small amount of time that I played with it. The biggest criticism is it's almost exactly the same as submerged. Um, it is it, just we want to tell another story. Uh, we want to experience a different place uh, and have a few different mechanics in there. Mm-hmm. most of that revolves around uh, getting rid of this kind of this toxic mass this thing that has corrupted sort of the plant life and the sister has been kind of infected with this mm-hmm. and she has the ability to make sort of like plants appear and more growth kind of mm. happen huh. and she's huh. able to pick up and at least I'm only allowed to talk about the first hour but within that she can go and you know move around a space and she picks up this kind of like seed thing mm-hmm. which has some power right and yeah. the people that have inhabited and and live within this post apocalyptic kind of or or at least climate change affected world mm. have used this seed to then power things so it's it's plugged in and in the first space i went to i think it's powering a, a load of clocks for some reason Right, and so you unplug it, you take it down to this area and pop it in. You know, pretty kind of standard exploration yeah. game kind of stuff. Find yeah. item, deliver it here, and it then makes everything in there not toxic anymore. You know, the the, the kind of the big roots that are growing through all of this sort of area kind of come back to life, and all it of this. Sounds like you're describing the gunk. If someone takes a sound clip, they'll be like. Is he talking about the gunk? <laughs> but but also, clocks. We're in a post-apocalyptic world, and we need to fucking adhere to capitalist work structures. Like <laughs> the the sun Dark. rising and setting clock isn't in, time out. enough. So time cards. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's much more like that. This is set quite a distance off from sort of like the fall of our civilization right if it's set within the same yeah. world which everything kind of points towards um and that that clocks are or, or, or kind of other things that are being powered by this are like what is this what, what you know we've just plugged it all in and hooked it all up because for some reason we've decided that we're going to worship clocks uh, or we think that this is a thing that should happen that these clocks should mm. keep ticking over for some kind of reason um and it's very it's much the doomsday clock uh, yeah <laughs> it's 305 and that's it 306 we're all dead but you stop it just yeah. in time um and it's very much build i i suppose as submerged was as this very kind of like relaxing exploration based game and that's mm-hmm. exactly what yeah, it is i mean it, that's it, what they call it relaxation i think 
Relax, exploration. No, they can't call it that. That is a buzzword not. in their marketing materials. Oh, is it really? I, it's, be- it's better than Levolution. <laughs> I, I like relax, exploration because I mean, those two things so are nicer than Levolution. Before we go further, I'm curious now. So I did some poking. Um, it doesn't seem like Riku and Meku, Riku and Taku. I've already lost names. Miku and the two protagonists. Mm-hmm. Um, don't seem to be the ones from Submerged. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, uh, so a... then my next question oh. is, as someone who's played a bit of it, well, can talk about the first hour of this and has played a chunk of Submerged, is this the same world? Um, I think Won't so. make a sequel? I, I, I t- yes, I, I think so. I think this is the same world. Um, it's just okay. some time has passed, potentially. So so wait, so in Submerged, was it like right after the... Oh, fuck. It was, no, it was like seven years ago. Years. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, so this is, what, this is what I'm... Sorry, this is why I was asking that question. This. I get that this game is like so much time has passed since climate crisis that clocks are powered by a magic seed and that's novel and crazy and they don't know what to make of the clocks how much does that differ from og submerged i don't think it does to be honest because like then are they so then are they basically concurrent with respect yeah that's why potentially that's why yeah yeah yeah. that's why i was a bit that's why i'm a bit like oh that they didn't continue with those characters especially like it's a sequel and it's like because yeah, like just looking at the sh- screenshots, I thought it was like yeah, the brother grew up, and okay, mm. we're gonna do something, maybe find out a bit more about the world oh, rather dark. than rehashing like what happened yeah. <laughs> to the world and stuff like that. Because I don't know, maybe maybe it's the case of like they were put off by maybe not a lot of people place them. Plates submerged and just thinking, let's start afresh. But yeah, potentially. Um, oh, I don't what? think it would have harmed to continue that story because it was very mi- minimalist. And it's I like take it through. all back. I think yeah. they have very bad marketing. Sorry, marketing people who might be reviewing this because um, I've now gone into the submerged info, and Miku is the name of the protagonist of Submerged, and she has an unnamed younger brother in the. In the PR materials of Submerged, and now we have Miku and Taku in the second game. Presumably, they're the same people at they this have point. To be. But the fact that they don't even say "rejoin Miku on her new adventures with her now grown-up brother Taku" is really fucking strange. <laughs> like now, I want to now I want to change the topic to the what the fuck is know. wrong with I mean, like PR? But, that, in but that's series. the thing. I've I've played the game and I had no idea. Yeah, that they were the same characters if if they are right i mean if it doesn't make it clear then i i'm literally i am just matching names i'm not looking at text that says but if one is called they're the same people like (laughs) yeah yeah but that's that's bizarre if you've played the game ben and i mean you don't expect like for sequels like for newcomers to be like entrenched in the law Mm -hmm. but maybe for people who are coming back just Give a nod, just say, I don't know, small cutscene at the start of the game showing her brother just age. <laughs> well, and like I've looked at a few reviews of the new one, uh, mm-hmm. trying to figure this out like quickly, obviously, because I was also trying to listen to Ben because I'm a good co-host. Um, but like 
None of them even talk about none of the like some of them say it's a sequel, but none of them talk about the continued adventures. Like no one seems to really have connected these dots, which mm-hmm. really suggests to me that like they're they've been left unconnected, mm. which is extraordinarily strange for a sequel that literally is name of previous game colon other garbage. Like, it's one thing if you're like, uh, we're fine with, like, we want to make it loose so that people might think this is a brand new game and we don't mm-hmm. want them to feel like they can't play this if they haven't bought our other one, which is, like, admirable because most people mm-hmm. won't be like, ah, you want, you think you need to play the other one? Buy the other one. Here's a dual pack, right? Mm. Um, but it's very strange to be, like, Submerged, colon, Hidden Depths. It's a yeah. sequel to Submerged. Because yeah. that's why I was... Is not much of a story in the first one, but I, when you said Ben, you weren't sure if they were connected. I was like, oh, would have been nice to pick up with those characters again. So, well, you can. Maybe they are the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think I think more of a disappointment is that the fact that the gameplay may not have evolved. So that this to is the this point is yes, where... and this is my kind of big issue with it. It, it, it is much of the same, right? And if you want something that is kind of just non-combative and is exploration, is platformy, and has like no stakes, you know, you just want to, yeah. to to inhabit a world and kind of go around it and explore, then this is for you. You know, there's lots of collectibles, there's lots of kind of uh, um, aesthetic collectibles, um, you can upgrade the boat, you can pick up things kind of within the sea. Um, yeah, there was yeah. a, there, I think I picked up like a gramophone. Um, like you just see some water like bubbling, and like, oh, what's this? And you get over there and you can press a button, and then the brother like chucks a grappling hook in the sea, and then suddenly just yeah. fishes up this gramophone. And then there's so there's more collectibles kind of in the world. So there's loads of stuff that it's like here is a space, here is the ability to move around it. Just kind of do as you want. And sort of yeah. inhabit this place, which is yeah, which yeah. is fine, which is absolutely yeah. fine. And and you know the 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 time that I spent, and I have spent a little bit longer with it than just the first hour that I'm able to kind of uh, talk about. But only maybe only maybe an hour and a half, two hours. What have I played? I'll have a quick look. Um, uh, go back. I'm gonna go forward. Um, yeah, I played an hour and a half. Okay. Um, and and within that hour and a half, I've done quite a lot. Uh, um, mm-hmm. But it's all very similar, right? It's all the same thing. Go to area, find big seed that is being used for something, take it out and place it to stop and... this toxicity being around this area. But yeah. but at this point in the first hour, um, have you... Um, is Outside of, like, I am playing a game, so I will follow the mechanics. Do you care? I mean, I like, so I do. Like, I got on the boat and I just went exploring. I'm like, cool, yeah. what's over here? Yeah. Right, like, I know that that's roughly the next area, big area that I should go to. You can see from the um, kind of the way that they set areas out within the sea that here's a big mass of buildings. So that's going to be where the next kind of thing is. And you also have a telescope which you can pick stuff out mm. on the horizon. It will kind of point you to where you sort of need to go. But I'm like, right, what's this building over here? Instead, I'm going to go over and see what this is like. I wanted to explore. Um, right. And I think that's very much how it's going to draw people in. It's like, what 
do you get from this to go and just explore and see what's happening get a little bit more exposition into the world unlock a couple of kind of things be that kind of person that wants to collect stuff as they move about and and, and explore this space but unfortunately at the moment it doesn't feel much more than that and that that's again submerged gave me that and i want hidden depths to give me something more yeah i want it you want uh maybe the depths of this game to be less hidden well i want to know what hidden depths even means because at the moment it's all surface level and exactly the fucking same uh, um, which is well, but now you can play as two people. I mean, you can play as two people. So there's there's certain parts where the brother will come in and do a little bit of the exploration when you don't need, you know, the girl's power of being able to pick the seed up and and you know do that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it's it, I mean, it looks it looks it looks lovely. Um, yeah, I mean that that's that's the vibe that I got from this game because it's like. It, I mean, I think it was a Google Stadia exclusive at one I, point. I was so. going to bring up that it, it is also an old game. Oh! Yeah. Uh, um, it was a Stadia exclusive that they have brought to Steam because Stadia imploded. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. and, it, and I was just thinking they were probably craving content, and it's like, okay, we'll pick up this game. And I really liked the first Submerge hmm. game, you know. Um, I really like that, like, Uncharted, very simple, like, climbing mechanic yep. and... Yeah, I just love going around that world, and I think I like hundred percented it and got all the achievements or something. Yeah. And I, I just remember being there and just waiting out in the boat, just waiting for like I don't know a whale to come out of the ocean, and you know it, it, it was nice. And it was just like I think that was maybe not novel, but it was different than most games that came out in twenty fifteen. But for you know a lot of games for. Even this one to say, you know, coin a phrase, relaxpiration or whatever it is. Yeah. They know that there are these Zen games out there. So I don't know if, you know, this game will stand out in a market where yeah. there are lots of those types of games. Yeah, you know? I agree. So. Including its original. Like, that's, that's yeah. the, yeah. <laughs> like, if, if you can't say much more than, like, oh, the graphics are updated, but it's essentially the same sort of vibe that you got from the first one. Me, as someone who never bothered playing the first one, I'm now more mildly curious about playing the first one. Okay. And if I didn't have it, I would probably just buy it because it's cheaper. Exactly. Why would I spend 15, 20 quid, whatever this is going to be, when I can spend £3.50 on the original game and have a similar kind of experience? And I hope it unlocks yeah. more, right? You know, as I say, I've yeah. only played 90 minutes. So we will see and hopefully more kind of stuff comes up. There's a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, an ominous presence um that is, mm. is is shown through a couple of cutscenes in that first sort of hour um so something else is kind of going on but again it doesn't it feel like, like the first game it doesn't feel like it's anything <laughs> more those games. Like exactly. Like exactly i don't think it will just based on so android central's um review of this the because it came out in stadia in december 2020 or at least that's when um oh, the review started coming out um and the big like, caption is Submerged Hidden Depths is a shallow and tedious exploration game focused on exploring the ruined and flooded remains of a lost world. During your journey, you'll find peace and serenity, but little in the way of engaging gameplay. It's got some charm hidden beneath the surface, but not enough to hold your interest. And That is exactly the reviews that came out for the first game. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. but that's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. And I, I is, feel like yeah, that's kind of what Ben said about mm-hmm. the first game, but it's kind of what you're saying about the first hour and a half. And so it leads me to believe there aren't hidden depths. Mm. Like, I guess yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of like, hey, you know what? Keep playing if you want. And like, obviously due diligence, but it doesn't sound like there is a... Yeah. It, on the, especially for this type of game, if you're going to make a sequel, it has to do something more. And, and, and you would imagine the first right. game yeah. was about being chill and vibing. Yep. But if that, you can't just be chill and vibing because even if I liked the first game, I could save 30 quid in the middle of a pandemic and play the first game again. It was mm-hmm. long enough ago, I won't remember all C- the Completely. And, you know, you've decided to call it Hidden Depths, right? Give me some Abzu in this. Make me be able to Ooh, just yeah. jump in the sea, even if for like yeah. thirty seconds, and have a you know, have a breath meter, so they can only go down. But certain thing that would change the dynamic. You know that this is yes, it's the sea, but it's still the ground floor, and everything mm-hmm. else is above that. Allow me to then just explore that little bit, uh, yeah. kind of below. Uh, and I think it's yeah. it, it it's kind of showing that we're starting to get say like. Uh, um, Horizon Forbidden West, which is releasing this week, uh, um, as as a sequel, looks like from all of the reviews that it has improved upon Horizon Zero Dawn in lots of ways, whilst still being kind of a very easy open world sort of experience. But suddenly they just give you that like swimming mechanic. And the idea that you can kind of go underwater and do all of these sorts of things. And then suddenly it opens up a whole new area and a whole new experience. If only that me. area wasn't underwater. Because yeah. <laughs> mm. swimming in games It's just Sonic all over again. Swimming in Grapple Dog, alright. But in most games, not really. But yeah, yeah. I mean, none of us have played Submerged recently, so... Maybe uh, uh, that had, you know, some kind of like jerky animations and stuff like that. So maybe they've smoothed over that a bit. So maybe it's, you know, the sequel's a bit funner to play. So maybe there's merit in picking up this one at some I mean, point. I mean, original. It, it absolutely is. Uh, content wise, it seems like. In the Completely. Same game, and it, yeah. it's going to be that game that I want to have on the PS4. That I can play when Evelyn is doing something in the lounge. I'm like, cool. Yeah. She's busy doing something. What do I play? I need something that I can have on the TV while she's in the same room. That Infinite. isn't yeah, that isn't <laughs> ridiculously violent, um, <laughs> or or has some kind of stuff. And at the moment, that's been Ollie Ollie World. Um, you know, very mm. easy for me to just jump back into that and just play it. You know, in a couple of months, in a month's time, I'm going to want something else to jump into. And probably Horizon Zero Dawn will be, uh, no, Horizon Forbidden West will be that game because it's robot dinosaurs. And yes, there are some bits with people and some stealthy elements. So maybe it's not that child friendly, but Submerged Hidden Depths is incredibly child friendly. One big Mm. tick for it. But Submerged, which is also 40p, is going to be child friendly. <laughs> it no, it probably isn't. I don't know how much it is. Let's have a look. Um, it will let me just go through. Submerged is on Steam. Oh wow! Submerged on Steam is fourteen ninety nine. 
Oh, aye. Uh, hmm. How much is not... I, I was just there, hold on. I imagine it goes on sale uh, for very cheap, though. Yeah, so. Hidden Depths. Oh, it's coming soon on... It doesn't even have price no. on Steam right now, the new one. No. Which is, I guess, I get it, but also I guess look how much for... it was on Stadia. Stadia's still around to access, right? On You can look at is it? prices on Stadia. I don't know. They didn't shutter it completely, did they? Oh wow! You have Stadia. Yeah, I've never, I've never opened it or plugged it in. Wait, you actually pulled the trigger. Did you get that from like your internet provider? Or no, Google had a um, uh, buy. A, I wanted a Chromecast because mm-hmm. the telly I have, mm. the telly I have here, I'm going to replace my um, monitor. The telly I have currently, which I'm using, which I'm going to replace, is going to go downstairs. But it is, it's got nothing. It's not a smart TV. It's got nothing. I was going to like, right? I'll put a Chromecast in. We can throw stuff to it. It's easy enough. It's going to be a second TV in the dining room anyway. Doesn't matter. I'll buy a Chromecast. And Google in their Black Friday <laughs> deals were selling Chromecast <laughs> for like seventeen ninety nine, and they were selling right. Sadia with a Chromecast for nineteen ninety nine. Oh, and yeah, I'm like, uh-huh. I get a control pad for two quid. Yeah, of course I'm going to fucking do that. Like, so yeah. yeah. And yet, you have could, you put the you can you throw that the control pad to your uh, PC out the window now. Be like, buy, <laughs> buy perfect controller. I'm gonna use. A, a vampire Survivors <laughs> has worn that left <laughs> stick down. Something <laughs> fucking rotten. Um, so yeah, I have to say, I think it's mostly because I just sometimes turn on games like Vampire Survivor in the middle of trying to do something else. But um, I still use the keyboard. Oh. No. Ooh. You sicko! Uh, and I, I even start with knife guy, knife bro, which needs you to oh, face the no. right direction, which is like the biggest pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> with a keyboard, because I, I have to hit S to, to face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, excellent. Anyway, that's that a disgusting. Um, I dare you. So, I mean, in depth brings up lots of kind of talking points, and I, I suppose as a as a as like a final criticism for Submerged in depth, and it's the same that I had another criticism that I had with Submerged, and it's something that I was thinking about when I was playing Hidden Depths. Is this like sense of place that this is anywhere, right? This it, it, it's not a specific city or at least it doesn't come across as being a specific city there are lots and lots of different architectural styles um, one of the collectibles is like landmarks you can find landmarks and these are things that in the real world we're like yeah that's just a thing right um you know like an interchange like a, a, a motorway a highway interchange and these are called like the concrete ribbons or something like that um in the in the game and there's all of these modern architectural elements to some of the buildings. And then suddenly it's like, here's some classical ruins. Here's like mm. a, 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 a you know, neoclassical statue. Here's mm-hmm. then some kind of uh, uh, faux neoclassical kind of government building. Okay, very American. But then they throw it into like super modern sort of stuff. And then they're like, oh no, here's this maybe this tower that was built at the turn of the 20th century sort of thing. Yeah. And it's just like, there is no sense of place with any of this. It's like mm. someone went into Unity and like 
building, building, building. Absolutely. Building. And, and, Place and it, but it very much, it, <laughs> a, again, the way that Submerged works, or Submerged Hidden Depths works, again, I'm within the first hour, this shows you, right? Um, uh-huh. you, it brings up this kind of like map once you put the seed in. And it says, here is where you're kind of hanging out. This is your like base of operations where you go to after you put, you know, uh, after you've done sort of what you need to and where the characters sleep. But there's maybe eight stations like in a circle around this. And you get the first one and it goes, and it throws some lines to the middle. And each of these areas is like, here is, this is like modern architecture. Oh no, this one's classical architecture. This one's modern 60s industrial architecture. This one's slightly different. And it it kind of it just doesn't know what it wants to be or where it wants to be. It's just mm. we need to distinguish these different areas. So let's make it a different architectural style because the only yeah. exposition and place setting that we can do is through the architecture. That is it. And it... Mm. As an architect, it infuriates me to absolutely <laughs> no end when a game is just kind of like, oh, it's just this, oh, it's just this, oh, it's yeah, just this. There isn't any kind of thought put into that. because Maybe it's Atlantis and the sea has just like... Oh, oh maybe, it's, yeah, maybe it's not climate change with the rising sea. Maybe it's a, like a vapor... <laughs> well, it's still probably climate change through evaporation yeah. of the sea. Mm-hmm. And all mm. these mer people who uh, travelled the world and be like, "Oh, that looks cool. Put the Eiffel Tower there." Yeah. Um, yeah. The mer people. Exactly. Are... We'll be the Colossus of Rhodes, and we'll just put it here instead. Like. <laughs> yeah. It basically looks like Las Vegas. <laughs> maybe it's actually maybe it's Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> maybe maybe it, there is a sense. There is a place, and it's the ultimate place in the world, which has no sense of place whatsoever. <laughs> yes. mm, deep. Hidden yeah. depths, mm-hmm. <laughs> one might say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Americans just bastardizing everything. Maybe that's what this game is. Um, to because the team's from Australia, aren't they? There, so. there is. I was going. I was about to pull out one of my architecture books, but I won't. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Show and tell. So yeah, I, I I don't know. Maybe this is what Sydney looks like. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's it's. Yeah, you know, with the the opera house, it's like, a bit weird, don't it? <laughs> I mean, even even in terms of like submerged, submerged felt like it had um, a, a, again a bit of a different sort of like sense of space, but it had kind of you were moving through sort of the map, and yeah, there was this like weird statue kind of like looking over sort of more modern sort of buildings. This this. Hidden depths very much feels like we wanted a center and we wanted eight different points. So they are kind of rather than it being a map and we've kind of worked out sort of how that would be. You know, we've looked at urban design and we've kind of gone well. If there's like a university, then lots of the buildings around there, at least in the states, would be kind of you know a bit more sort of neoclassical. And that's the sort of the yeah. style we're going for, kind of over in this sort of area. And then you might get to the housing development, and it's much more kind of like urban sprawl, and they're all timber frames. So actually, a load of this area is underwater, because you wouldn't see any of those houses. But then you have these concrete tower blocks, which pop up. Cool. Perfect. That's that kind of area. 
Then you go over here, which might be a more industrial. It's sort of warehouses and power plants and that sort of stuff. But Hidden Depths is just like, nope, just needed a bit here. We needed a bit here. We yeah. needed a bit here yeah. to mm. pull into the center. And and that's kind of my biggest... It is my biggest issue with it. Like, I'm fine with it being just an exploration yeah, game where you collect shit. That's fine. Doesn't matter. Like, everyone wants that kind of experience at some point. And that's fine to it's have. It's something but... that most people in video games like me, I would just never notice that. But I think, you know, it. those are the games that probably speak to me more, like, in mm. terms of having that sense of place and stuff like that. So it's very... It's something you'd probably notice on... You know, subconsciously and passively. So, so yeah, I can understand why that would annoy the hell out of an architect who notices these things. Yeah. But it's it's interesting that it's coming up more in the conversation as well, right? You know, lots of people saying that uh, um, you know, Horizon Forbidden West isn't just kind of like, oh, here's the Golden Gate Bridge, and then it's just standard stuff. Like it, it mm. gives you that sense of place. It, it, okay. it kind of works you through. And, and GTA has always been very good at this. You know, the maps mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, kind of picking an area. And even in their, not necessarily infancy, but in their 3D infancy, that like GTA 3 split into three islands was very much like, yeah. this is kind of like faux New York, right? It's not, and it's not meant to be a, a, a kind of a replica. GTA 4 was more that sort of experience. Um, picking very specific areas and trying to replicate them on a smaller scale. But GTA 3 at least very much was like, here is kind of the, you know, the low level, low lying areas of a very dense sort of city. Then you get into the more financial sort of districts where all of the high rise towers are, the more kind of work areas, maybe where the big parks are, where there are bigger apartment buildings. And then you get to the third island, which is a little bit more urban sprawl. This is where sort of the airport is. This is where the kind of lower dense kind of housing is. It, it were even back then, it yeah. worked its sense of space very, very mm. well. And GTA has Extremely always had that. Since then, are. has always mm. had that. It's very good at doing that. That's why you remember like the place names. Yeah, in GTA like more than most games. You know, like flipping. I don't know. I'll. Gonquin or whatever in GTA 4 and it's just like it's just like why do I know that it's because yes they have that sense of place yep yeah but that was immediately what I thought of when you said that it's just like GTA is a good example for my very non-architect brain but yeah you remember stuff like it's it's subconscious so mm. yeah um yeah oh maybe maybe if it comes to Game Pass or something like that I might check out Submit. I mean, I've vested interest in the first game slightly, mm -hmm. so you I, know, maybe I, if I'm feeling want want to relax or something, you know, just chill out. Yeah, I mean, I'm one of those yeah. people who somehow acquired the first game and never played it, and you've made me uh, more mildly interested every in the game, first game. Yeah. But like, I'm not because of that. Until I experience the first game, I don't think I'll even think about this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, mm. and it's I, I, I had no idea. With that Google money, I was hoping they could have done something. Well, so the problem is, like, Stadia bought a lot of exclusivity out the bat, so I'm wondering if it was like it a, was already made by like, the time they picked it up. Yeah. Make this game, finish it quickly, be exclusive, and then they just did what they could, which is reskin, upgrade the engine. And not do the hidden depths, um, just because, like on Stadia, this would be the only submerged game, 
and yeah. and it might encourage oh, people to buy the first game. one. You know, like like <laughs> it, it, I can see if I was developing this as a Stadia exclusive midstream, which is I think almost every Stadia exclusive was a Stadia exclusive midstream. No one like started developing as a Stadia exclusive. A lot of it was like True. purchasing, acquiring, yeah. shrinking because they were trying to build a brand really quickly, right? Mm. I can totally see why you would do that and why it would have made sense. But then hitting the Steam release and competing with yourself. <laughs> well, hopefully they got paid, paid. enough. Yeah, exactly. to, and they're just like, let's bring it, bring it to a new audience. And let's hope that team can do something more yeah, interesting fine. next time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, hopefully they've had that big corporate money. And they've just been able to ride yes. it for like six months to a year I hope to, so. to, to, to be oh, able yeah. to kind of. And you wouldn't think that the port from Stadia over to say Steam would. It was probably running off a Steam client, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. expect that bigger gap between them. And I suppose Stadia, even mm. with it now being dead had a exclusivity period, if not an, a, a, a complete exclusivity on certain experiences. You know, with with the death of Stadia, I'd imagine there's some games that will just never be playable again uh, um, because they have been exclusive uh, to Stadia. Unless you play on a Peloton. <laughs> or your fridge. Or, uh, uh, yeah. you know, you play it within <laughs> Skyrim. Um, you can only play Submerged if you've run 10k. <laughs> <laughs> if you swam 10k that's it yeah. you've got to have the experience there to be able to uh, you've rode 10k yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> oh and in the, I mean you know what that would be kind of fun <laughs> on a rowing machine and Jesus rotate I'd love a row machine I, I absolutely I've said to Kim I would mm-hmm. absolutely love a row machine I looked at um, those mm. foldable ones because I'm like a row machine takes oh. up loads of room Foldable row machines take up fucking loads of room. <laughs> Don't matter. They yeah. still take yeah. up loads of room. Yeah. No, I would have put one of those. All those things. Yeah, I would love a row machine. And I would absolutely. I like, I like, is this, is this. I'm not a rowing machine girl. Game. No. I like, I like cross trainer. I like that. Pay. Not. Minimal effort. <laughs> what's, what's the new fucking stupid term that all of these fucking new blockchain NFT twats are coming out with? Relaxploration. Not relaxploration. What's the new term where you basically like? Isn't it's not pay to earn? Pay is to, it pay to pay earn? To, pay to earn. Oh, yeah. pay to earn. Run to earn. Run fucking to play. Run, play run to, it's earn, play to earn. Play to earn. Play to earn. Road to play. Yeah, fucking, it's play to earn. Exactly, mate. If if I'm fucking, I'm rowing away, and then it pings up. It's like, hey, you've Unlock, got like fifteen you know, quid in Steam fucking vouchers. I'm like, yeah, in, yeah, motherfucker. Oh, I'm yeah. Cool with that. Good. Yeah. I want to play it. No, it'd be you get to unlock chess in the Apple Arcade <laughs> version of Grimoire of Souls. That's what it would be. A free um, game. You get a new whip. You get a, yeah, you get a, you get a, you get a, you get whip zero zero hashtag zero zero nine four for this game because you've rode five thousand miles and you've contributed to enough electricity to power the blockchain to get you that fucking. Item. The world's <sighs> fucked. The world is absolutely <laughs> fucked, and we'll all be we'll all be living submerged very very it's soon. Yeah. <laughs> it's a prophecy. If it's anything, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. 
there's something oddly poetic about the notion that seven years later our prognostication about climate change is the same we're all fucked sure there's no there's no difference there's no hidden depths we're still fucked maybe a couple of kids will grow up and live on a boat and they can pretend that clocks are magic but ultimately it's just their own shared nightmare (laughs) at least they've got each other eh? um It'll be us. It'll be the three of us. We've eschewed everything else in life and we've just sat in this little rib full of beer as the world fucking burns like, well... Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, We'll just watch it I can imagine us just, like, pretending there's still such things as podcasts. (laughs) Just, like, sipping seawater that's slowly poisoning us, being like, oh, yeah, it's a good bouquet. Don't forget to like like and subscribe. It's like a gozer. As a a final note, um, I started uh, dying like two. And um, oh. within the first oh. uh, bit of time, um, kind of you, you, you explore, you you know, go through the tutorial kind of levels and the character that you're with gives you a beer and he cracks it and he goes, it's flat. And the other guy goes, you know, like, oh, you know, fucking fuck you. <laughs> fucking complaining <laughs> about the fucking beer that we've sort of found. This is like 15 years after the fall of fucking man, beer, beer hasn't been brewed for like 15 years. And they just sat drinking a beer out of a bottle. Who fucking knows what it is? And he's like, it's flat. I imagine most people be like, fucking, this is rancid, motherfucker. Like, what the fuck is this? Why is the, why is no, the beer is magic? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I, I have a bottle. Ben, are you saying the that video that- game designers should take more than <laughs> physics engines into consideration with regards to science? I mean, I have a bottle over there that it expires in 2041. Um, it's one of the crossover blendery ones. And that's a B. Ah. If the apocalypse came, the fir- first thing people are going to learn how to do is brew alcohol. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, first thing. brewing, the thing is, it's not going to be in a can. That's or true. A yeah. No. Of beer, but we're going to have booze regardless yeah, because man won't just suddenly forget how to moonshine. No, I agree. I agree. But it's the setting. But Half of us I will do die think that it's weird it, that they but, you know. made it specifically. They like. It's like they thought of half of science. Yes. Right? Like they're like. We want a tin of beer. Oh, I don't know if beer lasts that long in the tin. Oh, no. It's, it's a bottle. It is a bottle. Oh, bottle, whatever, but same idea. Like, it's it's still a shelf life. But the guy, you know, he wasn't like, oh, oh, it's all plummy. Why is it all plummy? It's a bit vinegary. You know, he wasn't sort of chatting about that. He's just like, it's flat, mate. That was the only problem. Yeah, because it would likely be a sour that lasts that long. Yeah, so. Maybe they have good beer taste in Turkey or over there. Oh, I don't know. I think the next one, I think Dying Light 2 is now set in like Eastern Europe, maybe. Okay. Mm, Check it. Maybe. I don't know. Wait, it's a Polish say um, Eastern Europe. Techland's a Czech Polish. Or... <laughs> Techland's a Polish developer, so potentially they've kind the game of. game is set in the city of Villador. Yeah, it's, it's a fake. Again, it's a fake place, Europe. right? It's just Europe. Yeah. It's a fake Europe. Fake. So okay. I'll be interested to see if that has a sense of. How is dying life? Uh, if that has a sense of place <laughs> uh, uh, and, you know, follows lots of central to eastern european kind of architecture let's talk about that at some other point in the future where i could just complain i just have an, an architecture in video games podcast where i just complain about video games i uh, mean i think that's fine i actually think that um, one of the advantages of our new format is we could perhaps you know earmark a few games of that like 
we've thought about a theme on hmm. and and talk about them Tell or a new game about the structural integrity of the house in unpacking <laughs> and Which why your university plaque is used as a wall has bearing. to be put under the bed um <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean i say this as as a philosopher like uh, there are certain games that bring stuff out that we kind of like say ah blah and then we touch again like i know oh what was that game lucy you actually gave forgotten it to me city. sorry forgotten city yeah i wouldn't mind doing like a so w- viewers listeners um if you are interested in like deep dives where the three of us talk about a specific game we've played or ha- will play let us know because that's also one of the things that we could potentially, if not on this bit, but potentially do as like a Patreon type thing where we give you bonus content because obviously we need to be paid for the extra time. <laughs> um, uh, first but episode yeah, like, is like those are like blood deep on dives. The sand. Are, hmm? First episode is 50 cents blood on the sand. Yeah, let's fucking do we've it. Go, we've all got to go down. I mean, to the fucking... we need we need like two grand of Patreon donations so we can all get the right systems <laughs> and in our homes to play it. <laughs> perfect, sure. perfect. Um, but I mean, if if what like this is why like we have a steady viewership, but y- y'all are very passive, and that's cool. Yeah. But like things like this, where it's like, do you like when all three of us have played a thing and talk about it? Do you like that type of thing? We actually need your input on. And, like, do you like when we isolate a topic? And, like, if it's architecture and games, Ben will probably have a lot more to say. But we'll still be like, hey, yeah, what if GTA was made out of straw houses? Yeah. I learned from a nursery tale. That's what those are I mean, called, fairy tales. Architecture's um, easy. You that, all that might be bad. You all inhabit buildings. Architecture's easy to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, my I point is, like... Side. Do, do you like the deep dives? Let us know um, slash other topics because yeah. with the new structure and also potentially bonus sodes, this is the type of thing we can go into rather than mm. just I played this, I thought about this. Like we aren't doing a lot of contrasting because obviously we're still doing the weekly episode. Yeah, that's all. We're we're untethered. We can do anything. <gasps> mm. I mean, I'm very tethered. But also, that's... if you like the, the if you like the episodes, <laughs> YouTubers where we play stu- where we play communal games and are idiots together. Let us know because those have good oh. viewerships, but again, no one comments, yeah. so we don't know if yeah, that's yeah, yeah. just like put it on the background because it's a thing. Absolutely, we sh- and it's a good place for us to finish then this week. Um, let us know. Let us know what you think in various different forms at Tanks Up Cast on the socials, or go to outoflives.net and comment on the posts. Go to our YouTube page, Out of Lives Network, and comment on the posts for our episodes. Let us know what you think, or come to our Discord and just chat to us directly, and we can shoot you a link. It's normally on outoflives.net underneath the post for the podcast as well. I'm at Nova underscore 47 if you want to talk to me directly. Lucy is... I'm whatever Elon Musk is on Twitter because I've, I've <laughs> reached the next stage of Universal Paperclips. <laughs> I've released the drones mm. and everything on Earth is being mined nice. for matter to make paperclips, so... So you've, you've done it. Your, your corporate overlord. You've done it. Success. I'm ruler of the universe. Yeah. Well, I will be soon. But um, yeah, my other handle is also juicy. Nice. Uh, Adol, how do people talk to you? You can reach me at the Omniarch on all of the things. 
And I uh, may be streaming a little more. I'm trying to figure out my schedule. Uh, but like things like um, the Sobrante game, I'd really like to finish on stream, mm-hmm. like could do episodically. And I'm just trying to figure out if that makes sense. But another thing, love to hear your thoughts about. Perfect. Perfect. I want to see the suffering. Yeah, I feel like the suffering's been like, hey, my grandfather threw out my toys and they melted. <laughs> uh, I I had to listen to my dad and then my mom felt bad. Which, I again, I, I want to stress, were really Kermit tough. the Frog. Yeah. They were really... Oh, I really wish I'd have called myself Kermit Bronte now. Um, I want to stress, these were hard decisions, but like in the grand scheme of things, it was, they were small. Given that this flavor of that game was definitely like you could you may even be able to influence the world which again i like the may even because that suggests that you have to right, make the right decisions yeah, just to, to get, get those yeah. choices uh anyway yeah um but yeah just let us know if you're basically we have people who consistently consume our content and we don't know if, what they want out of it or if they even enjoy it or if they just start gluttons for punishment <laughs> You don't even have to engage that much. Just shoot us a two-word thing on Twitter. Just say, I like this. Yeah. Don't do that. It's good. Shut up about this. Never speak (laughs) of Metroidvanias again. We're like, oh, shit. Moar Lucy. (laughs) Just walk into the ocean and never be seen again. (laughs) Um, I noticed I was about to wrap up. We were were wrapping up. We haven't given a final thought on our beer. So very succinctly, very swiftly, Lucy... A final mm-hmm. thought on your beer. Mm. Pac-Man good. <laughs> <laughs> Juicy good. Perfect. Perfect. Good. Uh, Adol, a final thought on the um, Canadian breakfast. Um, I really like it. I, I think, again, I will just reiterate that like there are all these tastes that you can on the tin that you can definitely see, uh, but they aren't overwhelming. Hmm. Um, again, I like the fact that it has all these sweetener type tastes, but it's still a stout and it's not a milk stout. It's, it's a breakfast stout, I guess. I think that's what it said, but like, it's not like super bitter. It doesn't have like the super malty back end. So I get why they call it a breakfast stout, but it isn't like, yeah, like a sweet bomb, even though it has all these things. They're all layered really well. Um, I And I keep forgetting it's 11%. Yes, absolutely. In a good way. Like, I, it, it doesn't feel that way, even its viscosity kind of betray, doesn't betray its its alcohol content. Perfect. Good. It's, yeah. They've been the beers. They've been the games. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for episode 306. We've been tanked up. We'll, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Uh, waka waka. I be here still. Waka Waka is real good. <laughs> <laughs> www.outoflives.net